Shop for all things health and fitness. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about all things sleep. Things such as sleep stages, sleep chronotypes, how to improve sleep, whether napping is a good idea, how to improve your sleep hygiene, what sleep hygiene even is, sleep temperature, sleep aids, and then just some random facts thrown in and throughout the episode. Um, I must always say that anything said in this podcast does not substitute the advice of a medical professional. Listeners are always advised to seek professional medical advice before acting upon anything learned during this episode. And now with that done, let's get into the good stuff. And now with that done, let's get into the good stuff. Okay, so there's no getting around it. There are a lot of people who, you know, anecdotally, say that they can function on a extremely low amount of sleep, some as low as four hours, five hours, but simply it's not the case for the long term. Um, you may be functioning on that sleep, but long term there's going to be some serious, serious consequences. So it's important to kind of get that out of the way that this episode isn't going to explain how you can manage to function on uh, four hours of sleep a day. It's just, it's just, this is not what it is. <coughs> um, you really need to prioritize sleep as it having poor sleep will affect every possible negative outcome and increase them. Um, anything from all cause mortality to mental state, weight gain, all the kind of things you don't want to negatively, well, you would want to negatively impact all cause mortality, I suppose. Was that a double negative? I don't know. But essentially, your chance of dying from pretty much everything, death just on disease, um, from general illness, and all these kind of things are going to be affected. So that's out of the way. Sleep is incredibly important. The easiest way to look at it and understand why it is so important is look at it this way. Um, I read this elsewhere this isn't my thought but if evolution um, has forced us to spend or made us ideally spend one third of our life doing something that renders us utterly useless for a period of time we can't do any of the essentials that we you know evolution wants us to do such as mate find food um, protect ourselves from predators and do anything else social for example it must be a pretty important thing otherwise it would have just said sleep an hour in a day and spend the rest of it foraging and you know procreating and all that kind of stuff so clearly from an evolutionary like space if we just look at it that way it's pretty important um, so good place to start with sleep is the stages it's important to understand kind of what stages there are people are often aware that there is REM sleep rapid eye movement sleep but there are in fact five stages of sleep four of which are non-REM and one which is REM stages three and four of non-REM sleep are the deep levels of sleep and then one and two are the light phases of sleep, and then REM sleep, rapid eye movement sleep, is that kind of 
that uh, the fifth um, when you go through these sleep cycles they're all kind of 90 minute cycles where you roll in and out of them and progress um, deep sleep is kind of is the place where information is effectively transferred between different parts of the brain um, it's where you know things you've learned go from that short-term memory to that long-term memory and get compounded into there um, the first half of the night consists mainly of non-REM sleep and then later in as you progress through the night you will go into REM sleep um, well you will experience at least more REM sleep than you will in the first half of the night um, this is why cutting sh sleep short is so dangerous because if you're cutting it to like four hours then you may be disproportionately cutting down it's not like your body will go ah I know I'm gonna only sleep four hours tonight so I'm gonna get proportionally the correct amount of each phase of sleep and not you know hijack one of them and not not get any of that sleep so having that eight hours plus <coughs> is incredibly important to not um, lower any of these any of these parts of sleep um, and yeah now that's a quick run through of what the stages are um, if you go on to what I mentioned earlier is uh, sleep chronotype which honestly didn't see it in too many locations it came under different names but sleep chronotype is effectively something people aren't quite interested in without knowing they are as in that it's sleep chronotype it's basically whether you are a morning or an evening person um, or whether you lie somewhere in between which most people obviously is a bit of a bell curve of most people lying not on the extremes of wanting to go to bed at 1am or wanting to get up at 4am um, uh, this interestingly enough or obviously in a way if you just if you've aged anywhere at all like you know if you listen to this you probably at an age where you've gone through different uh, sort of sleeping patterns desires I don't know how to describe it but when you uh, are younger uh, as in when I say young this is sub teens um, you're going to be more of a morning person and then as you become a teen this will shift forward pretty drastically where you want to sleep in and stay up late and then this reverts back to somewhat as you age into your 40s and 50s um, a kind of little snippet that I got from somewhere else was that a reasonable way of understanding where you lie other than just you know not having a job or whatever and just allowing yourself to go oh, I feel tired I'm gonna go to sleep uh, and then getting up when you get up is kind of just when um, when you feel like eating for example some people wake up eight o'clock seven o'clock ready to eat others wake up and they're like couldn't imagine anything worse exercise is sort of similar like athletic performance when you feel like you're at your best uh, but that can be shifted with when you naturally train things like team sports can often in most places be evening things and you tend to find people who gravitate to those sports later on like once they've got out of school can be more evening people because you know you kind of have to be if your training's at 7 p.m for example like 
yeah, yeah that was when I used to play rugby 7pm whereas nowadays because I ride and I do it my own time we're going out for a bike ride at 7pm sounds ludicrous to me to be honest <laughs> so that's one way of kind of telling what kind of sleep chronotype you have so this is probably the bit people you know are after is how do you improve sleep um, so there's a fair few bits to go through and how you can Im improve it sort of kind of go run around a bit to figure it out but sleep opportunity is number one there's kind of no point in fixating to some extent some of these other points such as uh, maybe that's not correct sleep napping sleep hygiene sleep temperature and caffeine all matter a lot and if you overdo slash underdo some of these it is going to impact you but sleep opportunity it doesn't matter how great your sleep hygiene is and your sleep temperature and your caffeine intake if you give yourself four hours to rest to sleep so a somewhat of a misconception is that eight hours of sleep means you get into bed for eight hours so go to bed at 10 wake up at six eight hours of sleep doesn't actually equate to that it means more like eight and a half to eight hours and 40 45 even nine hours in some cases depending on your sleep efficiency which drops off with age um it does decrease with age you become less efficient at effectively getting to sleep and then the quality of that sleep when you're when you're in bed so a safe bet is if you can be in bed for nine hours that would be a good number now obviously because of the way the world is and working hours and commuting and hobbies and seeing people and all those kind of things it can be hard but it's good to think okay the last 30 minutes of my day I say you already get eight hours can you give yourself another 30 minutes even if that means that effectively your wind down procedure which is good for as we'll get on to sleep hygiene so maybe let's just skip that so sleep hygiene um, is kind of the regularity how like often do you stick to the same pattern so in bed by 9 30 and get up at six uh, getting a good amount of darkness and not having loads of bright night light on when you go to bed like before bed and then getting lots of daylight during the day um, and temperature is important you need to get cool um, to go to bed um, and you don't also want to be awake in bed so reading in bed can actually be quite detrimental doing anything in bed other than really sleeping is gonna feed into your brain it picks up on patterns and if it knows that when it's in this location your bed it's time to read or it's time to watch videos it doesn't matter if you're not on a screen so you're reading it's more the fact that you are doing an activity that isn't sleeping so it's important to make sure that that isn't the case that you are getting adequate 
well, sorry, that you aren't distracting your mind effectively or building a habit that is detrimental to sleep that isn't sleep. Um, uh, sorry, so then going on to avoiding alcohol, really, uh, alcohol, as we'll get into some of the other, like sleep aids, is a sedative effectively. So doesn't mean you're getting good sleep. Even if it's really easy to get to sleep, it inhibits the quality of sleep quite a lot. And a good way of looking at it is if someone were to knock you unconscious, you wouldn't say mm, that was very restful sleep. You were unconscious. It's a different state completely. Um, and same goes for caffeine, but that's obviously a stimulant. So I think the numbers sort of float around various different things, whether it's a good uh, if you're going to drink coffee nothing after midday and then the ideal is you have decaf but it depends on how it affects you and you can kind of just monitor it yourself you just say okay no more from 12 and even i find if i have like a 2 p.m one you kind of know when it builds up say you constantly have a 2 p.m coffee over the course of a week i just feel that bit like a bit of an edge taken off so it's a good idea to kind of keep that out. It depends how you react. But a lot of people, like myself, in the past have said, yeah, I can have an espresso at 9, 9 p.m. and be in bed at 11. It's not that you you may be someone who it's not stimulating them to the point of, I can't sleep. But you won't know that it's a detriment to your sleep quality because you're not measuring that. Um, and then it's important to just incorporate some kind of wind down procedure. So maybe that wind down procedure is that at 9.30 or 30 minutes earlier than your normal bedtime, you're getting into bed and you're, you're or maybe even 10, 20 minutes before or 30 minutes before you begin your wind down of like going through a set procedure, say like it goes, I don't know lights off, brushing teeth, uh, I don't know, putting all your stuff away, setting your alarm and then getting into bed and then having that 20 minutes extra to sort of slowly wind down into sleep and get that extra sleep. So some kind of wind down procedure. By the sound of things, as repetitive as possible, the better it is just to build that pattern because that is what the brain does, recognises these patterns and will help you sleep easier. Um, so sleep temperature and caffeine were mentioned in there so sleep temperature there's a lot of kind of sleep products at the moment going around that aim to improve sleep by controlling body temperature and that is mainly because the core body temp needs to drop um, so for you to get go into sleep that's what happens um, and so summer depending where you are or maybe all year round it becomes harder and harder to get a full night's sleep due to the higher temps. Um, apparently, 18.5 to 19.5 degrees C bedroom temp is approximately the optimal temperature to sleep at. To me, it sounds pretty warm, but um, I guess it depends. Um, of course, there will be some kind of variation, as I've just said, really in that number but it is definitely not 30 degrees so if it's really hot obviously you struggle so these kind of mattresses and 
<coughs> cooling devices can really help improve that that sleep quality and they have crossed my mind many a times they're just very expensive so i haven't got that far yet i now have just migrated to having in the summer noise cancelling headphones on and a fan blowing so that works for me as to how effective it is yeah it means i get to sleep so that's the important thing um then the room needs to remain cool so that's why those mattresses stay cool and then just before you're waking up it needs to start warming up and that triggers you to wake up so that can also help with the whole restfulness and the quality of sleep um, and that needs to be about 30 minutes before wake up time so obviously you can program that caffeine as discussed before it is for the most part fine to be drinking in the morning but the earlier you stop the better with a half-life of about six to eight hours, depending on your sensitivity and how you metabolize it and how much exercise you're doing, um, it could be still impacting sleep. So say you have a, the easiest half-life is just how long it takes to decay by half. So if you drink a 100 milligram coffee at 12 midday, that means at uh, six o'clock, it's going to be 50 milligrams and then six hours later it actually quarters and so you could still have 25 milligrams in your system by midnight now that's the thing if you're just having one then that's why you can see it'd probably be all right to have one at midday but if you're then having one at breakfast that puts you to 100 then by the time lunch comes round, you're still at about 50 milligrams. You top that up to 150 or 200 with some coffee, and then maybe you have one at two, and then that number is barely dropped. Maybe it's dropped from 150 to 130. You top it up with another 100 milligrams. Now you've got 230 milligrams in your body at 2 p.m. So that only gives you, let's say, eight hours until you're going to bed. So that's still 100 milligrams. So effectively, without knowing, in your bloodstream, you have as much caffeine as you did when you had that coffee first thing in the morning. So that's why it's important to make sure you're stopping as early as possible. It's, yeah, it's just what it is. And I love coffee. Trust me, I love coffee. I love lots of different... I'm a medium roast fan, and I really like the Clever Dripper, personally. I think it's great. I love coffee. Not a big espresso person because it's involved and involves a fancy machine. So I'm more of a, a sample pour overs, but immersion do the job for me. Anyway, I digress. Uh, if we go back to napping, because napping was one for me that I'll cut to the chase, is now something that I think I could only do clearly from what I'm about to say, if I didn't work. So, it's a double-edged sword, as you can probably imagine. Um, and a 90-minute a nap to is the idea, because I know there's stuff about 20 and whatever, and maybe you have 20-minute naps and you feel better. You know, if that's the case, do it. But based on, like, the sword, what... There's an idea that sorry so if you struggle uh, to sleep by having a nap obviously you're going to feel more rested but 
the sleep pressure from adenosine is going to be reduced. So it means that when you get to your night time sleep, the important one, you're going to struggle to sleep. So if you're someone already who's napping because either they're shortchanging their sleep chronically or struggles to get to sleep but allows for enough sleep opportunity in the first place, napping is not a good idea. You want to focus on, if you are getting eight hours a day or nine or you get eight and it's like nine's a bit of a struggle but you could fit in a 90 minute nap during the day it's just where's nighttime lies is what's hard um then a 90 minute nap to go with that 90 minute cycle it can be a positive it's sort of been shown that hunter gatherer tribes have like they slept between seven and eight hours a night and then had a one 90 minute sleep around 2 p.m and this can be i suppose to do with different like when it's summer and it's hard to get a fortnight sleep and stuff like that so it is definitely an option napping is not bad uh 20 minute naps i don't think it's really going to do an awful lot in the long run to your actual health but if it makes you feel better then do it but never do it if you struggle to sleep at night focus on getting eight hours of sleep a night first um yeah and then sleeping aids which some people may unfortunately be on um they're similar to alcohol in most cases um they tend to render you effectively un unconscious their sleep they're usually sedatives and they heavily compromise sleep quality and as a result increase the rate of mortality in general um Cognitive behavioral therapy is becoming a recommended, like it's recommended highly as a first line of attack due to it becoming more and more known how detrimental sleep aids are to people. Um, so that's something you'd have to have a conversation. If you got recommended them, that's the conversation I suppose you have. You go, okay, how heavily is this going to compromise my sleep? Is this long term? Is this just a couple of days what's the situation and then should you be moving on to some kind of therapy but it was interesting to see i've never been on them but i've known people on them and yeah it looks like they are seriously have negative outcomes so yeah <clears throat> um and then to sort of finish with a little random fact um Guinness Book of Records, if you don't know what that is, I don't know why you wouldn't know what it is, this is a book of records, um, no longer allows you to beat the uh, time without sleeping, so the longest time awake, because they've deemed it too dangerous, basically, it is too dangerous, um, I think the list of things that it can cause is almost infinite if you think of everything you do to or take to reduce whatever it is you're reducing lack of sleep will likely increase that in a negative way or decrease that in a negative way whichever direction is least positive so that's the kind of random fact now to summarize there are five stages of sleep four of which are non-REM, one of which are REM. Uh, sleep chronotype is, you know, whether you're a morning or evening person. Um, 
sleep is really important to improve because it's going to improve things like weight loss it's going to improve things like your chance of a lot of different negative outcomes and preserve you as a human being and make you feel a lot better I, yeah I can almost guarantee you that um, napping isn't bad but if you're tired sorry not tired at night time don't do it sleep hygiene is really important sleep temperature is important just the problem is those beds cost so much money um, and caffeine try stop before midday ideally just have one in the morning and then call it quits so as always if you enjoyed this episode and you liked what you heard here there will be more episodes to come so feel free to follow this podcast wherever you get your podcast from word of mouth is probably the best way to share this it's just a bit of a passion project on the side at the moment so feel free to share with your friends and uh, leave any comments on what you think and whether there's any topics you would like me to cover in the future thank you for listening and i'll see you all again soon